This podcast is brought to you by the real house elves of the North Pole. You think the glitz, glamour, and high stakes of life at the North Pole is no place for naughtiness? Well, think again. You think you're a beauty queen? Yeah, actually, I'm um, way better looking than you are. That's for sure. Such a class act. Tune into the show critics are calling Relentlessly Relentless, Imperfectly Perfect, and Gracefully Gauche. The real house elves of the North Pole, where there's no room to be nice. Honestly, you're not worth my time. Season 2, streaming now on Nopo Max. This program contains talk about criminal activity and may paint a not-so-flattering picture of one of your childhood heroes. It even includes a few cuss words and may not be appropriate for your youngins, so you might want to earmuff them or send them outside to play. Thanks for listening. heard that right, Santa Claus. My name's Richie Buck. I'm a pest control technician, carpenter, sometimes wise man in my church Christmas program, and as unbelievable as it might sound, I'm here to save Christmas. This is an Ear Cult production brought to you in association with Crawl Space Media. Santa may be a criminal. A 12-part Yuletide investigation. This is the sixth day of Christmas. The case four. Y'all ain't gonna believe this, but my truck's stuck smack dab in the middle of County Line Road. I mean, it ain't like I run up on quicksand or nothing. I can drive, but if I do, I'll run over what's in front of me. What's in front of me, you ask? Santa. I mean, not the Santa, as we all know he's locked up, but there is a Santa, and he's sitting on a horse in the middle of the road. I almost can't believe it, but after everything that's gone on the last couple of months, I guess this is just par for the course. Would you just get out of the way? He turns around and gives me the mitten. Elf off! Which, if he was barehanded, or even wearing regular old gloves, I reckon I'd be more pissed off than I am. But, since they're mittens... Place your keys, phone, and anything else in your pockets in the bowl. You ain't got no cookies in there, do ya? I'm back at the Scraven County Correctional Institution to chat with you-know-who. Santa Claus, again? Yes, sir. Come on. You realize we had to add staff in the mailroom since he got here, don't you? What? Why? 
The North Pole forwarded all of his mail. We used to let the inmates sort it, but since we started getting his mail, we had to borrow the old Hallmark. Had to hire a security firm. Plus, add staffers to cover it for 24 hours, seven days a week. Good lord. You have any idea how hard it is to read the writing of a five-year-old? I didn't. My boy's four. But I get the cold sweats just trying to imagine that. This is Batman! Are you done? Not good! I love you. I enter the little room with the phones in it and sit down. Every time I've been here, I've been the only one in the room, and it gives me a few moments alone with my thoughts before Santa sits down. There's so much about all this I didn't think about before. The mail? Gosh. I also saw this morning that coal prices were surging. I wonder if that has anything to do with this. Suddenly, he appears. Richie Buck! Santa, can we put a pause on the ho-ho-hoin'? I mean, it's not Christmas anymore. Santa takes a deep breath as though a spell's been broken. He looks almost relieved. Then, he and I just talk like normal people for a little bit. I mean, normal as the two of us could be. How's the food? It isn't terrible. I mean, you haven't been to the North Pole, but up there, all the food is frozen food. I mean, it it ain't milk and cookies. Not much is. How about the people in here? Are they nice to you? You kidding me? I'm getting all the love. Magazines, cigarettes, they just hand them over to me with a wink. I know they want to be on the nice list, but the thing is, that's sort of an annual thing. I can't count a pack of smokes in this year towards the nice list next year. It's just not how this works. Though a guy told me the other day that once we got out, he wants us to open a bar together. (laughs) That's a great idea. Nah, it isn't. Offer cold-fired pizza? It's clever. Another guy said he was going to tattoo nice on my strong bicep and naughty on my weak one. Santa flexes in the glass. Naughty and nice. Joke's on him, though. I don't have a weak one. He thinks I could have a mixed martial arts career. You don't want to do that. Maybe I do. I've lost about 10 pounds since I've been working out in here. Tomorrow is leg day. Ho, ho, ho. Sorry. Santa's very hyped up about all this. I try to change the subject. Are they letting you read your letters? I hear there's a lot of them. Oh, yeah. They bring me a cart full about every two or three hours. I'm what you all down here call a speed reader. You kind of have to be in my line of work. I can only imagine... You know, I think this is the longest I've ever gone without saying H-O. Feels kind of nice. If it were up to me, I'd never utter that phrase for the rest of my life. Well, good. You don't have to, at least not until next Christmas. If there even is a next Christmas. Well, of course there'll be a next Christmas. Not with the public defender the state's given me. Who is it? Trip Tripley. Is that his name? Yep. What worries you so much about him? Where do I start? He cheated off of Sally Sue Van Landingham on every social studies test from the sixth grade through high school. He failed the bar twice because he was out partying with high schoolers. He stole a candy bar and a pack of cigarettes from Gator when he was 22 years old. 22! Need I go on? I then realized Santa knew everything about everybody. Good and bad. Naughty 
and nice. Eh, don't worry, kid. He could read my face like one of those letters he gets. You're a smart cookie compared to most of the folks I deal with. Well, that was a relief. Except when you... I'm just joshing. But I had you, didn't I? Yeah, you did. How about one more on trip? All right. Christmas isn't his favorite holiday. Can you believe it? Want to know what is? Halloween? Halloween. I mean, seriously. You don't have to do anything for Christmas, except go to sleep at a decent hour. But Halloween? You have to go out in public to strangers' houses and ask for candy. Do you realize how dangerous that is? I do, and you have a point. I'm just glad his favorite holiday wasn't Easter. I would have fired him on the spot. What's wrong with Easter? Santa gives me a look, that same look Rodney gave me, and it sends a shiver down my spine. I mean, Christmas is my favorite. I know. Look, I I just don't see how this is going to work out with this guy. I need you to do me a favor. Sure. Anything. What is wrong with this door? You're fired. What? I see what Santa means. Trip Tripley has an open bottle of scotch on his desk and is wearing sunglasses at 11 in the morning. I don't know any other way to say it. Clean out your desk and go. You're in my office. Right, look, to say it nicely, Santa's not happy with what you're doing. And and look at you. What? You're hungover and drinking at 11 in the morning. This is called hair of the dog. Well, that's it. That's all I have to say you're fired. Who else is going to take this case? It's career suicide. I found a guy. Actually, a guy found me. Who? A guy that's not you. A guy that has really great credentials getting people off bogus raps. Yeah, and who is this guy? Who that guy is after the break. This podcast is brought to you by Dash Recruiter. Having trouble finding good elves to restock shelves? Looking to fill a C-level executive position in a Fortune 500 company? Or just need someone to babysit your youngin? Well, good news. Dash Recruiter is here to make finding the perfect candidate for your open position as easy as one, two, three. Dash Recruiter streamlines the search process by sending your job post into hundreds of different job boards. Then collates the best candidates for you to set up the interviews and make the hire. And right now, when you sign up for an account, you'll get 12% off an annual subscription. So what are you waiting for? Sign up for Dash Recruiter and just get hiring. Dash Recruiter is not a real company and is intended solely for satire. Everybody makes mistakes. Everyone is a little naughty sometimes. But a minor misstep shouldn't stay with you forever. I'm here to get you back on the nice list. Look, my clients are my family. You mess with them, you mess with me. And I promise, you don't want to do that. So if you have a criminal case and need someone to fight for you, call me, Derek Rudolph, defense attorney. Guilty free, that's my guarantee. That's who our guy is. Name's Derek Rudolph, defense attorney. No relation to the guy from the staircase. 
Although, I did deal with a chimney situation one time. You're perfect. Remember Trip Tripley saying anyone who took this case would be committing career suicide? Mr. Rudolph was the kind of guy who played Russian roulette for fun on the weekends. I saw your ad on Bail Buddy. Looked like you were in a tough spot. I mean, the world is in a tough spot. Santa may be a criminal. Nah. In this office, we don't talk like that. You hear me? In this office, Santa is guilty free. That's my guarantee. And it's true. That was what he claimed. See, Derek Rudolph was an active advertiser on local television, radio, and those digital billboards. He really played up the Christmas angle, too. He wore a red nose in his commercials. Honestly, I couldn't tell if he was trying to be a red-nosed reindeer or a clown. Have you been wrongfully accused? Do you need help in your darkest hour? Call me, Derek Rudolph, at the number on your screen. Be guilty free. That's my guarantee. That makes me feel a lot better, uh, because I, I believe in Santa. I do too, Richie. I do too. Let me describe Mr. Rudolph to you now. He's not currently wearing the red nose. Instead, he's dressed in an expensive suit, wearing an even more expensive watch. He has dark, slicked back hair with a sharp, tight goatee and all the confidence in the world. His office, where we're at now, is in an old mansion on the outskirts of town. This place is haunted, you know. You should see it on Halloween. I love Halloween. Let's keep that between us. Out in front of this haunted mansion is a luxury car with a vanity license plate that reads N-T-G-L-T-Y. Yeah, I think Santa would not only approve of this man, I think he'd like him. You know we're going to win this case, right? And that, in a nutshell, is all you need to know about Derek Rudolph, Santa's new defense attorney. We have to. We will. And you know why? Because the whole world is counting on us? He takes a step closer to me, a finger punctuating his every word. And do you know who is in the whole world? Everybody? His movements are lyrical. Not quite a dance, but somewhere between a dash and a prance. Twelve jurors and four alternate jurors, that's who. And you know what'll be in the back of their minds? They'll be wondering, what'll happen to Christmas if we are the ones to convict Santa Claus? Will we be responsible for the death of Christmas? How will my husband ever get a new pair of socks again? <gasps> Sorry, uh, channeling my wife. Santa always brings me socks. Yet he still wants to defend him. Though there's not much on earth better than a good pair of socks. But he has a point. You don't want to be the guy or gal who convicts Santa. Besides, I've looked at all the documents already. There's so much reasonable doubt. I've requested all the requisite tests and reports. Autopsy, BAC, swabs of the animals for Mrs. Barker's guest's DNA... We'll see how it turns out. Did you realize there was a mitten on scene? Size small? No, I hadn't heard that at all. You might remember that in episode one, I mentioned that the ditch RBG ended up in was one with a culvert in it. It's that little corrugated metal thing that lets water pass underneath your driveway. Well, apparently a white mitten was found inside, and that was never reported, nor was it put into evidence. If the mitten ain't a fitting, you Best be acquitting. O-M-G. This guy is a genius. I try to withhold my excitement. I'm really excited to work with you on this. Me too, Richie. Thanks for the opportunity. And remember, guilty free. That's my guarantee. Somehow, he slipped that red nose on without my noticing. So, he's not just a genius. He's also a magician. And we may need a little magic on this one. Oh, it's time for Christmas! Hello? 
I usually let unknown callers go to my voicemail, but something told me to answer this one. Seems to me like you got your candy canes crossed up on the wrong side of the reindeer tracks, son. Excuse me, Miss Rudolph. Sure thing. Meet me behind the bacon shack. Huh? Half an hour. Who is this? Tell no one. Hello? Hello? Well, who was it? Um, wanted to talk to me about my extended car warranty. Ugh, I hate those assholes. I don't know what to think as I stand here in the bitter chill behind the bacon shack. At least it smells good. After waiting for 15 minutes, I'm convinced someone was just playing a joke on me. After all, who meets behind the bacon shack besides frisky teenagers? But just as I was about to head home, I noticed headlights approaching. Richie Buck. The voice was the same as from the phone, but I couldn't see him. The headlights were blind to me. Yeah? Who are you? Hungry. Why didn't you just have me meet you inside the bacon shack? I couldn't risk it. To say the situation I find myself in now is surreal would be an understatement. The person sitting across from me is in an obvious disguise. He's wearing sunglasses, an obviously fake mustache, unless his lip hair grows crooked, and a Santa hat, which I think is a nice touch. Who are you? I'm a friend. He speaks low, not quite a whisper, but just a hair louder. I have some information I think you'd be interested in. Oh? About what? About the case you're looking into. His eyes dart up as if to signal a Santa hat. I'm interested. The blood on the sleigh? It wasn't Ruthie Barker's guess. How do you know this? There are things I can tell you, and there are things I can't. Just trust me, it wasn't hers. Well, how do you know that? Because the bullet didn't belong to a human. What? You heard me. And please, keep your voice down. What the hell did it belong to, then? He leans in close and tells me that the blood on the body in the sleigh belonged to a bird or a flock of birds. Either way, it wasn't human. If this was true, it could change everything. Ruthie Barker Guest's body was found in a pool of blood in front of the sleigh. If the blood at the scene wasn't hers, wasn't even human, who knows what could happen? They might even throw the whole murder charge out. I gotta be honest with you, my mind is kind of blown right now. I figured it would be. Are you sure? I mean, this could change everything. I'm 100% positive. Any idea what kind of bird? We'll find that out after the break. time for the first ever installment of The Nice List, where five-star reviews can get you a mention on the show and a spot on this year's Nice List. Thanks to Rebecca S. from Dialogue Podcast, who says the story is both humorous and heartfelt. To the Prosecutor's Podcast for saying the show is witty, entertaining, and it's hard not to love it. Gumbo111 says the show is great. Heatherbug11 says it's witty, fun, and she can't wait for the next episode to drop. And from Kelly from True Crime IRL, she says... From the first moment, she was chuckling at the humor. Thanks, everybody. You're on the nice list, and the check's in the mail. Mm-hmm.